0: I'm of course surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hui. Joey Clark. Uh, welcome, folks, to the Joey Clark Radio Hour.
1: Woo!
0: Let's get it. It oh. already feels like a Friday to me, even though it's Thursday, because tomorrow, Friday, I'm on a plane to D.C. for another bachelor party. I have had this much fun and traveled this much in years. That's what's up. But then I'm going to have to come back and crawl back into my hermit hole and start saving money. Not just to, you know, spend all the honeys, but, uh... I'm really big on this idea now of saving and investing. Yes, I will probably, as I make more money over the years, put more away, like you invest in the stock market, these sort of ideas, invest in certain companies you believe in. Of but course. one thing that I have come to realize, I kind of want to do this, is what Eddie Bader has taught me. Eddie Bader with the Goodsinger. Oh, a good friend. Yeah, he changed his own life. He's told me about other people who have changed their lives, where they've worked a job, They've saved money. They bought a investment property. An investment property. And rented it out. And this is actually what's on offer with the Goodson Group. Eddie just messaged me a little while ago and he said there are a lot of hot investment properties out there in the river region right now and he's the guy to show you those properties at three two two zero six six two. that's his line directly picks exactly the phone he
2: picks it right up that's his cell phone but Man, that's awesome
0: here's the rub is a lot of people will say well what if i buy a place and i'm going to try to rent it out and there's a lot of it's a competitive market and there's a lot of people you know that are looking to rent out homes so what if i'm just sitting on this property and i'm not renting it out well this is why eddie bader is with the Goodson Group, especially if you also don't want to manage it. If you, right now, call 322-0662, or you go to Mm thegoodsongroup.com, and you contact Eddie Bader and the Goodson Group, Bo Goodson himself, and you buy an investment rental property through the Goodson Group, they'll manage it. They'll not only manage it, that before you close on that house, they will be looking for vetted, top-notch tenants So as soon as you close on the house, you have somebody renting it out. It is already bringing in revenue. Money in the bank. That is too perfect. Money in the bank. That's awesome, man. I listened to the show that he was on. He's great. It was great. He really is great. And I'm loving our uh, working relationship. I'm loving just our general friendship and cutting up together. And he's just a great guy to get to know. And he's the guy who can guide you through this process of building more wealth for yourself through investment in real estate. Or if you're just a first time home buyer, want to expand, stop renting, give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call, 322 0662, 322 0662, or visit thegoodsongroup.com to see many of the listings and much more information about the whole group. So, folks, it's time to begin the weekend for me. Let's get it. Because I was telling you a little bit about what I was doing this morning. Oh, uh,
2: yeah.
0: You know, we, I listen to a lot of soul music, as you know. We both love soul music, but there's something in oh, Prince in particular. But there's something about soul music; it's very sensitive. I it, mean, there is some, like you know, straight up like Teddy Pendergrass, "Come Here, Woman."
2: Sort but of but stuff. even <laughs> even songs like that, they have those roots in gospel. Oh, right, and it's, it's but it's very. It almost gets so
0: sensitive. It gets a little, you know. It's like masculine and feminine balanced out, like to where you got and the OJ's, is, yeah. the OJ's singing, "We, me and my woman, we cried together." But guess we cried together, and you know you can only
2: go so long listening to very sensitive soul music. Well, 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 but then you you forgot the other half of that song. When he was like, and then we made love, love, love. Well, yeah, and you can make love, and you can cry together, and you can listen to her and
0: just talk it out. You can light candles, you can turn out the lights and rub hot oil on each other, whatever you want to do. But at a certain point, I'm done with the sensitivity. And I've always, always, when I realized I've been listening to too much sensitive music, I have turned to a band. Yeah. Now, imagine the year, folks. 1979. Disco is raining. Disco. In its last year. Well, no, but it's... but it's In its last year, but that's how fast it peaked and fell. Raining. Yeah. I was going to say dying. No, but even Kiss in 79. I've played this song. I actually like song, uh, the song. But even Kiss is putting disco beats down. ELO, great
2: band with Jeff Lynn using disco beats with... Disco Very or Discovery. And, and you're forgetting. Michael Jackson Yeah, released a pretty much disco album. Right.
0: Everything's damn disco and since sensei- There's even Disco Duck and Disco Star Wars. <laughs> and it's all this programmed crap that's either gaudy and body and sensitive and prissy and whatever. Namby-pamby crap. And that's when a band in 1979 came out with an album called Highway to Hell. Wow! Yes. They kept it real. They
1: kept it masculine. Testosterone, baby. They're and I'm so badass he died in his own vomit. I no no, he died in the car because he didn't turn the heat on. Him. And we're gonna
0: talk about that. We're gonna talk about that because it's a myth. And, and, we're gonna talk but here's the thing. When I feel too sensitive, like this morning, I was feeling a little too sensitive, a little too in touch with my emotions. And I decided to go to the Highway to Hell album. I've done this my whole life. Put on some ACDC. For instance, touch too much. We just let it build.
2: It one of those when you turn, off the
0: turn out the lights. People's sensitivity go away
2: I'm just Just that voice I see you over there Seth
0: And I felt right Like not only was I right But everything in the world Was
1: right this helps that feeling when you listen to too much of your soul music and yeah. you start crying and you're like all sensitive and, you're like, oh, yeah. and then you listen to this and you're like yeah that's yeah. too
0: much. Let's go rock ah, and take on
1: the world. I live alone. That's so I do what
0: I want. <laughs> now, but Seth, you mentioned earlier, and this is a story I've been repeating for years, but I just listened to a podcast that sort of corrected it. Really? Yeah. The, everybody kind of this, and this track is the last album Bon Scott is on. Bon Scott is the one who did. Dirty Deeds. Thunder yeah. Cheap. Not yeah, right? a voice, man. Like, and he's he's just nuts. He did Dirty Deeds Dunder Cheap. He helped write that song. He did most of the lyrics. TNT. I'm Dynamite. Yeah. Like, he did a lot of those great classic hey, Highway to Hell. I mean, and even there are rumors, though he's not credited, that the Back in Black album is mostly was mostly lyrically written by Bon Scott before hmm. he died.
2: And it's it's cool when you find out those studio secrets and stuff. Right. You know, stuff that you never would have thought. But here, here's the rub: The story has always been, Brandon, Seth just said
0: it, that Bon Scott was like a heavy partier. Yeah, party like a monster. Heavy
1: drinker. Yeah, and I said two stories there. I don't know what is what.
0: Well, you said that he died, he
1: asphyxiated on his own vomit. Yes, yeah, uh, one of them is that he... Uh, he was thrown up in a toilet, and he passed out, and he drowned. And oh, then, okay. And then the other one is that uh, it was winter time, and he was car, he was in his car, and he passed out with the car running, with the heat off, hmm. and froze to death. Mm. All I had to do was turn the heat on. I don't know which one of those is true because I'm not like a huge ACDC fan, but that is crazy.
0: Yeah, but I think there's actually. A new story. Well, there's a guy, I was listening to a podcast, Talk is Jericho podcast, listen to cool. you know, Y2J, of and course. he had on this new author from Australia who said he was down to the dumps in his own life. He wasn't feeling too sensitive, he was feeling numb, like depressed, and there was something about the rhythm and the simple but roaring guitar work of ACDC that pulled him out of his funk. And so ACDC became like his form of meditation. Well, his Um, focal point.
1: I understand completely. And so he
0: has written two books now. One about the Young Brothers, Malcolm and Angus. And now he's written one about Bon Scott. In particular, the death of Bon Scott. And what he realized when he researched it is that there are... All sorts of stories, of course, that all contradict. Like you can't asphyxiate on your own vomit and also be drowned in a toilet. And also, like reports of when he died don't match up. So he did a lot of research, and what he found is that everybody that was common in all these different stories that was around Bon Scott that night was in the brown heroin scene of London at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, brown, and which is know. the stuff you don't you know, inject, it's inject yeah. yeah, you don't inject it. You snort it. And there are reports Sex, that drugs and rock and roll. He almost missed a show or he did miss a show because he almost overdosed on it. And he wasn't like he wasn't like strung out on the stuff, he was a lightweight actually, is the way the story goes. And so this particular night the idea is he was hanging out with a guy who was a known dealer of brown heroin, probably did some and died overdosed. Mm. That is, But the reason that story doesn't come out is because the Young Brothers, the band, and they, it's really their band, they kind of liked, they didn't like that they lost their lead singer, but they didn't like that their friend died, but they didn't mind the idea of ACDC that's all about dirty deeds and heavy drinking and sex sex, drugs and rock and roll, but sex drinking and rock and roll really is the ACDC brand. Uh-huh. The idea that your first lead singer went out because he drank too much and partied too hard and the way that ACDC parties is like, well, that's fit. that fits with the brand of the band. Well, well yeah. It's
2: kind of like telling the
0: legend, basically. Right. Like, building it up. But you say that your guy died sadly after snorting some heroin. That doesn't really sound good. No. Not yeah, at all. and it is terrible and sad. And we've talked about this topic before about how these larger than life figures that tour all over the world. And I mean, who hasn't seen an ACDC live show? I'm not saying everybody's been. I've not been to a live show, but if you watch some of these concert videos and you like just put on a live version, a live album, it's epic. Oh yeah. It's really intense.
1: I it's just, up there with like the Clapton live shows that you see when you walk into a store and they got something playing on the TV. Yeah. it's like it's either Clapton or for some reason ACDC. <laughs> it's great stuff.
2: And, and I just don't, I don't know why all the big acts from back in the day. It's like they all went down the same path. You know, it was either drugs or just partying too hard. Yeah. You know, everybody in the group dying of heart attacks or you know that overdose. Well, I and there are still people I realize in the in the
0: Prince fandom that, and I think close family members don't believe he just accidentally overdosed. They think there's something nefarious happened. I don't know how much I buy that, and honestly, I don't know, don't know how much I care. Like it's fascinating to me, um, but I don't. I think a lot of people make the mistake of the people they idolize, like for music or whatever,
2: like that they know them personally now. They take things too personally. Well, well it's the it's the music they create. Like, how many people, you know, really wasn't talking about Aretha Franklin, but the second they thought it was the end for, it's like everybody just rushed to her side after that. Yeah.
1: Just because you feel the song doesn't mean you feel it right. Right. You know? Exactly. Well, and it doesn't well, mean you know them.
2: Well, well, yeah. well, but we've talked about this before, about music being the universal language. And there's a reason they say that, you know, music can tap into emotions, and it makes people feel like, hey, this person understands me.
1: Yeah, I'm not alone, but then you got to understand that this is a person. Yeah. It's not like you're, you know, when you're 12, it's different than when you're, like, 35.
2: But this guy, I
0: want to just, for folks who want to check themselves, his name is Jesse Fink, and the book is Bond, The Last Highway, The Untold Story of Bond Scott and AC/DC's Back in Black. It's a great. You can check out the interview with Talk Is Jericho, or I'd say go buy the book. It's probably these stories of like larger than life figures. That's where I'm kind of going. I'm fascinated by these types of people. They get to live this life that most people don't get to live.
2: Yeah, but but what what doesn't get shown on there? That's just like I watched this Netflix documentary on uh, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't see is you know once you get the hit song, once you finish an album. The grueling tour circuit. Like you're just constantly moving and you have to Okay, here Even on the Road sucks. That and the fact that you have to be able to perform when they want you to. Whether it be five AM, twelve in the afternoon. You may have just did a show two hours ago, but now you're at a radio station, they want you to sing this song live. So now you have to pep up and become that person that they see and with, on, on tour.
1: With rock and roll bands, it's uh, different because if you don't have that control to say no or you got a drug hobby, when you're the man at the band, in yep. the band, and everybody's there to see you, they throw that stuff at you, man. You know? And right. if they don't yep. have the willpower to say no, then... Things happen, and that's why a lot of the rock stars die at twenty seven. Well, and I saw there was
0: a story. It was up on the Drudge Report. Um, a woman who was the first A and R executive for Atlantic Records. She's writing this tell all book uh, about. I, I can't remember all the names. I read the article pretty quickly, but I got the the gist of it, which was that it was party all the time in like the seventies, the sixties, like, and seven. And, I mean, a big part of the book, and I think the reason Matt Drudge shared is it fits into the uh, the Me Too point yeah. of view. But uh, yeah. it was more like, yes, sex, drugs, and rock roll isn't just an exaggeration. Like, you're talking about a huge record executive with millions and millions of dollars who has an artist come in. And he's like, get me girls. Give me drugs.
2: Oh man, it's like well, well, well but but, you, but you consider this: when you're the Golden Goose writing the hits and stuff, it's almost like the record record industry kind of turned a blind eye. Like, okay, this person's making hits. Let's just, okay, we all know he's got a drug habit, but let's just kind of, you know, we just don't let the media find out. Right, right. It's just well, and Greg Mudeau, you know, he's told this moral
0: uh, several times to me. Uh, talking about his own life, talking about other people he knows, and I think it's true, uh, that I think I'm lucky I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars, let alone millions, at this point in my life. I It's probably a good thing. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you end up dead early. You don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. You end up where, if you don't have some sort of way to regulate yourself, and I'd like to think I'd be responsible, but if You know, well, well, well. there isn't any like actual hindrance because you have the money and you can go do crazy things.
2: Well, but at the same time, you have to have that system around you, which are your close family and friends that can kind of anchor you down when when the millions of people are screaming at you, they can just be the ones. Hey, you're you. Sit down. You know. Kind of bring you back down to earth. You need people around you. But those, and what's weird about that too, is those. A lot of times,
0: those millions that claim to adore you, if you do something they don't like, they're done. They're not your.
2: They're your fans. Exactly. They're not a real. And Chris Brown and Chris Brown uh, learned that the the hard way. Didn't
0: wait. Wait. I don't know the story of Chris Brown. I mean, I
2: know the news headlines with him and Rihanna and Uh, some stuff. But once that happened, it was like his record sales was doing this. It was all going up, going up, going up. Once you saw. Rihanna happens and it just yeah but once you saw that picture of Rihanna it's the picture man yeah but he has scrapes and scratches too but they didn't show yeah, that picture yeah cause, 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 cause I, don't I don't care what anybody says she worked him over cause anytime a guy has to bite he's scared I don't know about that he's scared or a girl I don't know about that. I don't have any, enough
0: background information to have a true discussion about the Chris Brown saga.
1: Okay. Fair <laughs> I enough. I really don't. Just All right, fair enough. enough. You said something about family and rock and roll, right? Yes. Most rock stars don't have that. I understand it, but because I Because to be crazy rock stars, you grew up crazy. Well, well, and most well, of them don't have a family.
2: Well, but at the same time, you have close friends, associates, or whatever. Because even porn stars, for God's sakes. This one porn star had her mother on set with her. Which else. I thought was like must what be a
1: crazy mom? Porn and rock stars are different. I'm talking like crazy rock stars. I mean, they probably they get together to do the same things, but you know, <laughs> <what I'm saying. laughs> you know <laughs> it's a little different. That's a weird industry. I don't really want to get into that either.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, is a weird industry. Fascinating, but weird, and probably choose people up, man.
1: I got one for you, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, I've been thinking about you all week. I. Went shopping the other day. Okay, okay? since Friday this turned into a fashion show. Yeah, I needed some clothes, right? So I went and bought a pair of pants and a pair of shoes, and I accidentally looked like you from the waist down, (laughs) plus like a couple inches because I'm tall. Yeah. Okay. So I bought what jeans? Did
0: you? No, they're not skinny jeans. They're They're stretchy stretchy jeans. Stretchy jeans. Skinny jeans are terrible. The stretchy pants. Oh, nice. Stretchy pants. And the shoes. And the Adidas? Yeah. Wow. Hey, you got my Adidas? Yeah.
2: Nice. Oh, man. Look at you. Where's Run DMC when you need them? I know. Man. My Adidas. <laughs> Dude, I totally didn't
1: mean to. I, like, got home, put the pants on. I was like, yeah, sweet, black pants that fit. And I was like, these are stretchy. But they make my butt look nice. It's, yeah. so I was exactly. like, Joey's going to love this. It's, and then, like, oh, wow. <laughs> the next day, I come up in um, here, and I, 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 I got
0: to play after that comment. I'm sorry. I'm buying more ACDC. Woo! <laughs>
1: And then I saw you in the hallway, and I was like, uh-oh, he's got the D's too.
0: Don't take my look, man. I didn't mean to. No, actually, I've been playing Jedi mind tricks on you. It's working.
1: Dude, I, th- I just think great minds taste the same. Think-alike? I thought it was think-alike. Yeah, I, I well, thought it was
2: think-alike.
1: Yeah. Either way. Thank you. But
2: but anyway, um, one of the things I was talking about earlier was. Yes, the, I want to bring this up. Yeah, the uh, food pyramid. Mm-hmm. I watched the documentary again on Netflix. Okay. Um, which. You know, it teaches you about the history of the food pyramid as, as we know it now. The right.
1: food pyramid. What food pyramid are you talking about? Are you talking about the, the triangle with Yeah.
2: the squares that go up? Yeah, with the right. apples, the, the bread, and all that. All of that was developed back in the 1940s when one scientist came to the president and was like, Hey, saturated fat is killing Americans. And it... and. Everybody
1: believed it. Didn't they, didn't they change it to where, like, the pyramids, it's still a triangle, but the bars go
2: down now? I don't know how they've changed it, but the way it should be, because he brought up, uh, one of the guys brought up a good point. He was like, What do you think people ate when we were in the forest and stuff? We we, could, we didn't eat cereal every day. Right. We didn't yeah. eat rice all the time. We didn't eat mashed potatoes. He was like, Your diet was mainly a uh, little bit of fruit, a lot of vegetables, and meat. Yeah, meat and veggies. That, that's all you really ate. Pretty much. And so now you go from that to what we eat today. And he was like, you wonder why people are getting sick. It's carbs, carbs, gra- processed grains, and sugar. um, High fructose corn syrup.
1: Yeah, man. You guys ever had a garden?
0: I have not. As a kid, yes. Well, uh, herb garden doesn't count. Hey, yeah. Okay. And- but, but I wish I still had some rosemary bushes.
1: I have. I've had like three or four. I hours. could
0: roll around in that type of bush. <laughs> like, it you'd end
1: up smelling good, and the dog likes it. Dogs love rosemary. I, I grew catnip one time. The yeah. cat loved it. It was awesome, and so, it smelled nice.
2: So, so, wait a minute. So, how do you think this,
0: like... Well, the- I think a, a big part of a lot of this stuff happens is you do get a mix. It, number one, and I'm stealing this from George Carlin because grapevine's... Tastes good. Tastes good. Tastes the same. Tastes the same. same. Yeah, we think like. But George Carlin had a rule in one of his stand-up specials. I don't believe a word the government tells me. And so if you're taking your advice from the government on your nutrition, mm, that's the number one mistake. But a big part of why this is not smart is that the government is often co-opted by very rich corporations and lobbyists. And so, hmm... And this goes back to, I think, like, Edward Bernays. Like, if you just commission scientists, you pay... It's like the tobacco industry. Oh, yeah. Paying scientists to find studies, you know, find certain results. And you could do enough studies that aren't going to hold up necessarily, but we went through a process, and now it's this official study, and... Oh, no, fat is bad. Well, for
2: well, well, you. well hey, exactly. Well, it says saturated. Fats you know what it is? Are, are bad for you. And then, but he he brought up the point that after that, guess what? Cereal company takes off. Kellogg's. Him? Now all these sugar-rich cereals and stuff like that is hitting the shelves. And he was like, "Of course, they're the ones who pay for those studies. Right. That well, shows
0: stuff like that." And it seems like you're <laughs> chomping at the bit. What's up? I learned this
1: from Barron. Yeah? It's the globalist. I suppose.
2: Good old beer.
0: No, I think it is when you have (laughs) government, especially federal power, but it sucks when it's at the state level, too, or even the local. But the federal government has a lot of power, I think we can all agree. Of course. And it intermingles with corporate power and corporate interests, and they push out information that is to advantage them and their power, rather than giving you correct information. Now, there are, of course, I think, people who work in those systems who think they're doing the right thing. That's why I don't really... By a, too much conspiracy, in the sense that it's not like everybody's talking to each other like, yeah, we're going to do this to people. No, I think people th- think alike, so and they get caught up in making more money or accumulating. Well, more well, power.
2: I think I look at it as the same thing as like when doctors who get a, who have like a thousand patients, and then they get this drug company and it comes to them like, hey, um, this is for allergic reactions, and next thing you know, he he's just prescribing this left and right. They call yeah. him Doctor Sanchez, and he's going to prison. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: yeah. And there's something about I don't know how Americans, especially, have rented out their mind to somebody else. There's I can't remember the author, but he was talking about how how I need a new irrigation system in my backyard, and okay, I'm going to go talk to an expert then. Uh, in which you know because I've never installed an irrigation system in my backyard. Of course. Uh, but he realized oh wait depends on the expert I talk to. And, and so I need to teach myself a little bit and become a master of this domain in some way uh, to be able to talk to the expert fluently and know whether or not he's feeding me a lot of BS
2: where uh, almost Americans uh, are are too trusting in a way. Well, well well, but at the same time, you have to think like even if I wanted to know more about what I should be eating and health benefits and stuff like that, most kids and adults learn what they know as far as their bodies from school. Mm-hmm. And what do school teach? They teach you that same you know, model that, that you're not supposed to be well, eating. And it's also readily
0: available. Like, what's in the vending machine? Sugar. Crap. Oh, yeah.
2: Sugar and chips.
1: Yeah. Crap in a bag. Yeah.
0: And I, as a kid, I loved it. And when you're a kid, I mean, yeah. you burn all that. I mean, well, actually, there are a lot of fat kids these days. I don't know if y'all have noticed this. Well, yeah. When I was little,
1: they'd push you outside, go climb a tree and fall yeah. out. Well, and well, okay.
2: well, well, but at the same time, you have to look at everything, just about everything that you get off of a shelf has a shelf life because it has a preservative in it that's not good for you. Hmm. And so, a lot of us are just eating preservatives. Yeah, I don't know. I've changed my diet. I have.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to change mine. And it's done wonders. I mean, I've, there are some days where I'm tired and I'll stop and get some fast food, but it's not often that used exactly. to be an every night thing. It used to be my plan. In a way, it was my comfort. And if somebody wants to do that, I, I do really believe in freedom. Like I think you have the right to be
2: uh, what you want. Yeah,
0: sure even call. if it's you know not good for you. I was about to say whatever man. way. But uh, and I really believe that. And I know that's where my main disagreement politically is with people. But I've changed and gone to. Pretty much, the rule is to keep it simple. Make your own food. Yeah, make yourself your own meal, and if you have the time.
2: Well, well, but at the same time, everybody will argue the ingredients is what what makes the food because you right. know I don't I don't have access to the freshest ingredients because you can't afford it a lot of times, and that's where.
1: Oh, go ahead. The garden thing comes in. Yeah. I know it seems like a lot of work, but it's really not if you don't get a huge piece of space. And it is 100% worth it. I've done it. You get okra, you can get tomatoes, cucumbers, squash. I mean, all kinds of veggies out of a small, like from from here, like this wall right here. You water it twice a day. In the sun, spring, and boy, you get your own veggies and you get to make your own stuff, and it tastes so good, man. And then you have a little more space, you get a little chicken coop. Yeah, uh, well, you you'd use the poop to fertilize your thing. Yeah, you get I mean, free
2: eggs. You get little
1: uh, tomato, uh, cherry tomatoes, and all that. what salsa
2: I, ever. I, I, oh. I, I will tell you this I'm just gonna say most Americans, including me, are a little too lazy to farm. See, but this is, and I, I'm farming. looking, and, and, and I know I say, I mean, when you get in a chicken and doing all that's basically. Farming. I know I say this all the time. This is I, I should put it on a T-shirt.
0: I'm looking in the mirror here. Most of the things I say are not criticisms of other people, but things I've done. Is I, in my life, realize I'm making too many damn decisions out of laziness, out of convenience, out of I'm tired, comfortability, I'm, I'm irritated, or I'm stressed out, and I want something to make me. I want a treat. I want a treat to make
1: me feel better. You know, a treat is a treat's a popsicle.
0: Right. But, <laughs> and sometimes you are allowed to treat yourself, but when I stopped and changed some aspects of my life to no, get up and do. Don't be lazy. Don't go for a treat and what's the most easiest path. Yeah. The path of least resistance. You'll know, push yourself. And as I'm just started on this
2: path. It does wonders. Of course, of course. But but like I said, Alabama is close to becoming to overtaking Mississippi as the fattest state. No, oh, but we still got Mississippi. Oh oh yeah, but long as you got Krispy Kreme, that's. That's filling up parking lots everywhere at 8 o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah, but
0: there's nothing wrong with a little donut every once in a while. Joseph. A little hot glazed donut.
2: Joseph, Oh, get man, together. a
1: blueberry cake donut dipped in chocolate? Mm. Mm. I mean, are you talking delicious and indigestion? Oh, my God. <laughs> is that on the food pyramid? Well, popcorn is now.
2: Why? Wow. Yeah, it's nice. a freaking
0: grain, man. I say figure it out for yourself. Do what? doesn't just feel good but actually makes you feel good in the long run. Ooh
1: oh that was so hard film. oh
0: yeah we gotta hit a break here God, I'm feeling like a like a man today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the A C D C back grown and sexy and sensitive now this is Brandon God's Gifts Ross suggestion you don't know nothing about that I still feel like a man I like this and folks are loving the show I'm getting some love coming in on the social medias. Really? On the Book of Faces, yeah. Book of Faces? Jesse's out there listening. Awesome. What's up, Jesse? And he writes, I really just love Joey Clark's radio hour. Always coming in hot with the best topics. Yeah! Yeah. Well, everybody hop on this train. So humbly named after me, Joey Clark. Go to Apple Podcast, subscribe. That's the best way to listen. Gotta subscribe. And you sit back, relax, you can listen at your own convenience. Commercial free, baby. Yeah.
2: No
0: to oh.
1: I like this, Brandon. Oh, yeah. I like this a lot. It's smooth. This reminds me how single I really am. Yeah, how you doing with that, man? I took another job on. Yeah? Yeah, number five. Wow. Yeah.
0: Man, you're, you're probably making that paper.
2: Nope. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I get to hang out with you. Yeah. See, that's, that's what's up, though. You know, I mean, at least you're getting out there, though. I'm trying, man. I'm right. working. How about I say, ain't nothing wrong with that. So is there, is there other things you do, like certain places you go that you may meet someone or stuff like that? I'm just waiting for fate, baby. Thing. Yeah, I like this. I like this. Uh, it's not really a
0: new you, because you've been this way since I met you, Seth. But it's like you're you're just going, you're rolling with the punches. I, I'm i really, it's overblown, the idea of going out. And just, like, I hit that age where, like, you can go out, man, try to meet some girls and, like, drink. And you know, well, well, well. And I'm like, no, nah, my recliner's pretty comfy, man, and there's stuff on television. If I'm going to
1: go meet chicks, I'm going to books and millions. <laughs> really? Well, because well, well, yeah, the, they're not drunk. Well, well yeah. the
2: the thing is, you know, m- most people put more emphasis on going out to meet people. It's like now, it's like, why would I do that? I can just go on the book of faces and just find some event around town and just yeah somewhere I know there's going to be a lot of females. Exactly. Not just going somewhere and hoping there's going to be someone for me for me to meet there.
0: But all that said, I am tomorrow morning hopping on a plane. Washington. Washington. Round two, baby. And bachelor party number two. Yeah, I'm
1: going to live vicariously through
0: Joey. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, D.C.'s a fun town. Last time I was there, I you went may, to You this, may, you may uh, see
2: Mr. Orange himself.
1: No, I'm not going to see the president, man.
2: I don't oh, want to see Orange. the
1: president. You said Mr. Orange. I'm thinking <laughs> Reservoir oh, Dogs. I don't want
0: to see the president because wherever the president goes, there's just loads of traffic. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a, It's annoying it's just a hindrance to everybody else's life. And I get they got to protect the president, but it's like uh, this happens whenever wherever Trump goes. Is that When Obama would go to New York City, apparently. Especially New York City. It's just like oh, come on. Or there's a traffic jam in the middle of like... Times Square. Well, in the middle of D.C. And it's like, why is there a traffic jam? Oh, an important person's driving. <laughs> like Or they're riding and somebody else is driving. I'm like, yeah. damn! Well, but, you know, I'm... I'm probably going to have some fun this weekend. It's, it's good to catch up with old friends, and, and really, it's cool because this guy was my roommate for two, three years, I think two years, and I saw him, you know, we were just bros, we yeah. kind of were bros, just hanging out, like going out doing that single thing, like we'll go get some drinks, we'll meet people, chat people up, but then he went on a trip one weekend, Mm-hmm. Much like I'm going on a trip to DC, he left like on a Friday, up to New York City, and I'm like, "Why are you going?" He's like, oh, "I'm going to, you know, see the sights, but I'm going to meet up with this girl." Oh. And apparently, he knew this girl like in grade school. They both grew up in the Nutmeg State, oh. Connecticut. Oh. I'm not a big fan of it. I've never been there, but I don't. I don't really like Connecticut. I was born in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that explains a lot. Yeah. I'm glad you got away from the hill people. <laughs> Hillbillies, man. I've got another story so, about that where my dad was doing a construction job up there, and he got to the job, and they had like place where they could stay. And they're like, by the way, um, if you show up, at, don't show up at night. But if you're here, get in the car, out of the car, have your head on a swivel. Like, Why? Because like, the hill people will shoot at you. Mm-hmm. He's like, Why are they mad at us? He's like, No, they just think it's fun,
1: (laughs) they'll just shoot at people. The hill people, because there's so many mountains that in the bottom of the valleys, there's like places where nobody their towns like that you can't get to, that nobody goes to, that are in the between two big mountains. Yeah, so that's just where they've been forever. Wow, but anyway, my,
0: my good friend, my roommate, Sean. He mm-hmm. goes up and he meets this girl, and I knew it as soon as he walked back in the door. The man was in love. <gasps> I knew it immediately, to, enough to where she. It's kind of cool because it used to be you know just kids growing up. And I don't yeah. think there was something there before. I don't know, uh, but she. It was so in love she moved down to live here in Montgomery with him, and they lived together here in Montgomery for a year or so. You hear that, Brandon?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do I have and to anything? And then they got sweet oh, oh, oh. jobs up in the oh, 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 D.C. No, area. I'm coming. I'm and coming. they
0: moved away. Uh-huh. Now, visited them once since. But uh, it's going to be good to see them because I've seen this relationship, like, grow into what is about to be a marriage.
2: Now, now let me ask you this question. When was the last time you hung out with Sean? Um, about a year. About a year? Hmm.
1: That doesn't matter. His dude friendship. Dudes cannot talk for a year and then talk and then be straight back on it. But
2: so, w- so w- wait a minute. When is Eric supposed to get married?
1: January. End of January. Yeah,
2: January.
1: 26th. Okay. okay. Mark your calendars. Oh, um, well, of course.
0: Okay. Shut well, I don't. I don't understand the point you're making.
1: I'll, I'll tell you later. Did you, um, did you... Get you uh, go to the men's warehouse and get. Not yet. I need to do that soon. Though uh, I'm I'll do Monday. that as soon as I come so, back. So you guys right before the deadline. Of yeah, course. I'm going Monday.
2: So so you guys gonna be all suited. Yeah, we're gonna be in the wedding. We're groomsmen, man. Well, I'm yeah. the best man. Oh yeah, yeah. So you
0: and I'm gonna be the best man for my brother's wedding. Oh, oh that is. Well, he's getting married in Saratoga Springs, New York. Wow. wow. Yeah, because that's where his lovely fiance, Lady Caroline, is from. Aww. Which is a sweet city, by the way. Apparently, they get incredible music up there. Like all sorts of artists come through. It's a really, really cool town. A lot of old money. Oh. Like there's oh. some old money in the South, but not like up
2: there. Oh, oh, it's it's still here. Trust I me. mean, no, it's here. Yeah,
0: but there's uh, and there definitely is old money in the South, but not like it is in New England. Right? Oh, oh New England. Different. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. So, the columns are a lot bigger there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's very and. She, I don't know if her family is it's not like that, so, but it's more
2: like okay. I don't. What our best man? So, so playing. wait a minute. So, are you guys going to be like Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson no. and wedding crashers? No. Come on, guys. No.
0: Well, number one, we're invi- We're like literally part of the wedding
2: party.
1: Yeah, I can't be a screw up, man.
2: And we're to Well, not well, gonna, well no, no one's asking to, you to be a screw wedding crasher.
0: Up. You can't be invited. Number one. mm Hmm. And we're not going to assume fake names. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be you and you can be me. Like I'm, I'm, down. I'm not down with that.
2: I know. You don't <laughs> like that, do you? No. I'm, I like being Joey. Uh, and I like you as Seth. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. I don't, don't want to so, switch so, identities. So,
2: so you going to this bachelor party. Do you mm-hmm. know where it's going to be? Like? I have an idea, yes. Huh. Well, I mean, most of the weekend is
0: actually going to just be hanging out. I think the real bachelor party festivities are going to be Sunday. On a Sunday, when everybody can kind of make it, and and I'm also, I'm got a feeling I'm going to be able to see old friends like I hadn't seen in a long time, who used to live with me down here in Montgomery. A guy named uh, James called him Jersey. Oh, because I mean, he was from Jersey, of course. You know, would yell from across the house like Sean, Sean. He would. He was slept on our couch for like a month or two, like (laughs) trying to find a job around it. Sean, are these your clothes in the dryer? Sean. (laughs) <laughs> Sean, Sean, uh, me and my cousin Donnie... Yeah, Sean, are you paying attention? <laughs> Look, me and my cousin Donnie, we're going to Bed Bath and Beyond to get a George Foreman grill so we can cook our healthy meats. Is that cool? <laughs> healthy meats.
1: Oh, Sean. you're so good at that.
2: Well, half my family's from Jersey. Oh, right?
1: you're so good
2: at that. I can't do it. oh well, yeah, you I can't know, do it.
0: It, it. It's a weird. Some Jersey accents sound like a, like almost like a Hispanic accent. It's weird. It's an interesting place, New Jersey. What's weird is it is actually a beautiful state, and then you get into the the cities, and it's like, oh Ew, god, crap, New Jersey, <laughs> the Turnpike, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll get to see him. Hopefully, I'll get to see Wojo. He was okay. an old roommate. He, he's from here. Went to school around here. Um, went off and did big things. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I think he was last I heard working for Google. Oh. Don't be the globalist. Ooh.
2: <sighs> you work for Google, you? Yeah. yeah. Don't be evil. Um, wait, wait, wait a why, why, why? Why does all corporations have to be evil? They're not. They're not. What? Of course not. They're not. I mean, I'm a capitalist pig.
0: Obviously, I don't think all cor- <laughs> and even ones that are kind of evil. It's like, what are they going to do? Advertise to me and get me to buy a product? Ah! Oh no. Hey, you never know. Government scare me a lot more because I can tell them no, and they still go, "Well, you're gonna still do it anyway." Like, but no, I'm a free American. No, but you're gonna do this. The majority says so,
2: yeah. and that, that
0: scares the crap
2: out of me. It's it's
0: free. It's freedom at a price. No, like I've been proud, like debt free in my life. But every year the government takes out a debt in my name. Like, damn it. Of course. And it's not even stuff I want them to do. It's like, I don't want you to help the Saudis bomb the crap out of Yemen. I don't I don't want you to do that. I'm good. Well, like, well, I don't want to pay for that.
2: Well, well, at the same time, we've been printing money so much, the American dollar is not going to be worth crap. Well, I, historically, compared to what it was, I agree. And
0: I do not like the printing of money to especially monetize debt. Uh, but... Currently, the American dollar is pretty strong because everybody else bases their currency and prints money too. So, compared to one another, the American dollar is pretty damn strong because the economy is dynamic.
2: Now, yes. now,
0: exactly, yes,
2: exactly. After after the whole debacle oh. in oh eight, no, and if we have
0: another reckoning, which it's not beyond the realm of possibility, of course, uh, it could be some hard times here in America. Like actual hard times. Oh, oh like nineteen twenties depression no, hard. No, the
1: twenties were pretty good. Speaking of the
0: twenties, no, the twenties. The twenties were pretty actually. As you come out of World War One, and this is the the not talked about depression. Okay. In twenty twenty one, there was a bigger drop in the economy than there was in twenty nine. But you had I think it was Calvin Coolidge or Harding in office, and
2: Coolidge, I think.
0: Yeah. Or one of those two, but they did what every other American president before then, when there was an economic downturn, did, which is nothing. (laughs) Don't do anything. It's an it's a free market economy, which means when there's a mess up, like let people figure it out.
2: Let 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 people who are paid a higher grade of salary than us figure it out, and then we'll well, just take credit for. But also, like people can figure it out. That's the whole idea. You have freedom.
0: And make do with your life? And what happened is there was this big drop, and boom, right back up again. Real quick rebound. In 29, and I can't. You know, people talk about FDR, but Herbert Hoover's in office. And Hoover was considered himself like a tinkerer, like the master of the universe, engineer type. Okay. Which, He-man. My dad's an engineer. I, I get this. But he, he thought he could apply this idea of everything's a system to the economy, and actually, in the early twenties, he suggested uh, that they intervene. So when he's president, he intervenes in all sorts of ways. Welfare? Well, FDR does that more hardcore. Well, Hoover like brings people in, and like the heads of business and says, "Don't let wait. Don't don't cut your wages. We need more vacuums. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but don't cut your wages." I mean, they raise the tariff. I think it's the Smoot-Hawley tariff. They do all sorts of things where it's like, no, dude, you need to let the economy, the prices in the economy, uh, change. And also, the you bring up printing money, this is when the 20s is when you have the Federal Reserve blown mm. and going and printing money for the first time. Now, economists will say, there wasn't inflation in the 20s. There was The prices were stable in the 20s. Well, you had so much production, you had so much economic growth, activity and growth that prices should have fell in the 20s, is the idea. But because so much money was being put into the economy, it looked steady. Exactly. And you get this big bust in the boom in the stock market and all sorts of other mistakes made. And I'm doing a kind of a poor layman's job of explaining it in detail. There's a great book by a guy named Murray Rothbard called America's Great Depression. Ooh. really good book.
2: It kind of explains the... But, but you know what? They the have problem. a lot of programs on the History Channel about like America's financial wealth, how we got it, how we kind of screwed it up, and then kind of screwed it up again in 08, and where we are today. Oh, and
0: there are there's some um, things that make me worry, Definitely.
2: That uh, we're not relying on savings, production. Well, that that's what I was gonna ask Seth. Like like that. have you gotten like into the stock market and savings and stuff like that? I don't roll like that, man.
1: <laughs> I'm just happy I'm alive, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just want
2: a life I don't hate. <laughs> well, yeah, we all want that. But I mean But I'm, you you want to retire and stuff one day, so you know. Oh might, yeah. be, something to, might be something to look at. Get get that four oh one K going. Yeah, I'm one step at a time, both. Oh, yeah. One step. One step.
0: And we'll see. It's hard to predict uh, an economy as large and as dynamic as the American economy what will happen. But I think it's uh, it's kind of building up a massive house on a foundation of sand if you're building on debt and debt financing and printing money.
2: Well, that... That's, uh, it could end badly. Well, that and... Like, they, they're telling people now that's invested in the stock market. Buy bonds. Buy money that's going to Appreciate over time. Yeah, you know, don't don't just spend all your money in the stock no. market. No, I mean I'm not in I'm not in the stock market. Well, I mean you should dive invest in steak
1: that goes in my belly. Yeah, mm. That's I, true. I have no problem with making a steak a meal.
0: Yeah, I'm a steak and potatoes kind of guy. Steak, see, steak is fine. It's the and potatoes that you get you. In,
2: in trouble.
0: No, as long as you work out, you need a little bit of carbs if you want to build some muscle. I'm at that stage. It's more fun. Like you can actually eat more as long as you keep working out hard, which I'm doing.
2: Um, it, just, p- just just pay for it later, huh?
0: No, boy. I, I
1: ate eight tacos the other day. What? Why yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Cause eight tacos from Taco Town.
2: What? what wait, wait Where's Taco?
1: Down, down in Florida, it's just there's a couple of them down there, and they're the they're pretty good tacos, you right. know. And I was like, hey, I can do six. Yeah, yeah. let's go eight. <laughs> and then I ate six, and I was like, I only got two left. And then I ate the other two. And I was like, oh, shouldn't I shouldn't eat the other two. But I ate them. So I did eat them. Hey, you pay for it later. I mean, I ate a lot of ice cream this past weekend. But
0: I, I want to mention something. Because the last time I went to D.C., we did go see the Jefferson Memorial. It is, uh, the memorial itself is magnificent. And they mm-hmm. go under and they kind of tell the whole history, uh, good and bad. And but the, Oh, do they tell everything? Oh, yeah. I don't oh, yeah, It's included. Okay. Um, just, just making sure. But it struck me because Jefferson was full of contradictions. He wasn't a perfect man. He was the American Sphinx, Um, a man who tried to, you know, say no slavery in the Declaration, gives up on that, but then he does the Louisiana Purchase, and he knows this will expand slavery in the states. And it's this is, I mean, that's the nature of running a country in the sense that even your ideals get upset power well, corruption.
2: well 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 no that's that's the price of you have to look at who paid for his campaign mm. you know when he was running for office right well, there's a lot unexpected. of southern southern gentlemen oh yeah exactly and once he got in hey
0: we need a favor right and doesn't matter how big your ideals are man we got the money and we're the ones backing you and exactly. giving you political support uh but it strikes me because right now on the television is John McCain's casket draped in an American flag and put in the back of a hearse, at Joint Base Andrews, and uh, the arrival ceremony is underway. And you know, I've for the longest time have not liked John McCain just from a you know what he said, what he stood said. for politically, especially in, it's more in the realm of foreign policy, um, because. It, I, I don't want to take this away from McCain. He did believe in American ideals, and to some extent, it, well, he
1: sacrificed some time for what he did back in the day in Nam. Well,
0: no, I'm but he even took the idea, and this is a big argument I've had with myself: is if you believe in liberty and justice for all human beings on this planet, does that mean we have to go to every corner of the world and fight the people that are keeping liberty and justice from others? Does it mean we have to go? Fight and kill dictators and tyrants
2: all over the world. Death desp- to tyrants. Well, no, no, that's misconstrued because yeah. at, at at the same time, that's on our soil. We can only enforce the laws that we write in documents like that on our soil because other. See, you sound like Jefferson. No, but other people have their. Well, in a way, Jefferson because, was all down with the French Revolution. Well, well, but you think about this. That would be stripping freedom from other governments. Which is right, not but those governments,
0: marry. but like the government in North Korea is not giving their people freedom. But, like, who's, it, it, but who's to say? Because those people have to been each under, his own. Yeah, well, I mean, so
2: those people have been under that rule for hundreds of years. Well, so. But
0: I'm not advocating going to war with North Korea. But I also would say that it's a tyranny, and that's no. And my point of view is that tyrannies will exist, monsters will exist. You shine as a beacon and an example. You try to get them to. Change and be persuaded by your example. You say, if you ever, ever mess with us, we will take you down. Don't don't mess with us. Okay, Superman. No, but, I mean, you do have to be that good example. And I wonder, is the United States that good example? And I also wonder, thinking of that Jefferson Memorial and so many others there... That these were messy, complicated human beings with plenty of flaws, and we see them in like bronze statues and marble now. And well, I worry, it's, it's I the- wonder because I, I've seen John McCain in real life, and is there actually going to be somebody a hundred years later if a memorial is erected to John McCain? or any of the people that politicians come in our lifetime and they don't get the full sense of how messy and complicated it well, was. They the, thought at, it was simple as like a bronze statue. At, at
2: the same time that's just like the way the civil war is told down here. It's told through beer-goggled southern eyes. Yeah. You know that whole the south will rise again thing. Well, you know,
0: I think there are people that don't go that far though. No, I'm saying that there are people who definitely go that far, but there are also people who say there is a Southern perspective on the war because the war is horrible. And a I mean, salt mines and is, all that. Salt mines destroyed, so you could have food. You had, you know, burning of cities and crops. And I mean, it's war. But uh, we're out of time, gentlemen. Oh man, that's fun, just- man.